Welcome back to Survivor at Home, the podcast. We are so excited to be back. My name is Jordan. I'm here alongside Andrew Ironside, and we are ready to get the podcast back up and running as Survivor 42 just released last night. We're here a little day later. We can talk about that if we want to, but Andrew, welcome in Survivor 42. How are we feeling so far? Day one. It feels good, Jordan. It feels good. I've been a bit sick for the last week, not COVID, but just under the weather, but this has brought my spirits back up again, watching last night uh, with my wife. And then we watched actually today with our kids. This is the first time we, we said, you know what? We'll, we'll watch it before, see if there's anything we need to screen out. And then we watched it with them today after school and uh, just a joy. And to see them watching and explaining to them about the, the rituals. And they've seen some of the behind the scenes with our Survivor at Home event with like the, the voting cards that they helped me print out and put up. So they're like, hey, I, I recognize this. And is this person working with this? And we're getting them to cheer for, you know, ask who they're cheering for. So it, it's great, man, having Survivor back on TV season 42. Uh, how, how are you feeling? You got to watch it uh, last night or today? I had to watch it today. I've got uh, some scheduling conflicts on Wednesday nights now uh, for a little bit. So it'll be tough to watch on Wednesdays. But uh, Thursday afternoon, evening is my time to watch Survivor. And yeah, I'm excited to have it back as well. Um, get the chance to to just we had so much fun with the podcast. And I've had so much uh, fun watching the game and um, and getting my own experience uh, in playing uh, different vir- virtual at home versions of Survivor and uh, and yeah, just to get to talk about the the game, see a new cast and see the emotions that play play into it on on the island is going to be so much fun this season. So I'm excited to to get going. Um, first topic of business, Andrew. Uh, we did have a season and we've done a podcast since of Survivor at Home back in January. It was an intense season. I was audience only. So I was outside on a lot of what happened. Slash rules uh, kind of referencing at two in the morning. I did. Uh, obscure rules uh, when idols are played or, or revotes happen and advantages. So I appreciate your input with that as well. But I did get the opportunity to be a phone a friend uh, in that case when there was a, an obscure situation, which was which was a lot of fun too play a part absolutely well yeah i just wanted to touch on that real just a high level again thanks to everyone in the survivor at home community either for playing or for cheering us on that was our fourth go at it it was a blast it was truly i think the best one we've done so far just in terms of the production katie was helping me run it my sister and big shout out to katie and just a joy to see people come together this time really from across canada we had caitlin playing all the way in bc a couple from Winnipeg, Tamara and Kel and others just spread it all across new and returning players. So again, you've, you've heard me say it a hundred times, but just my heartbeat with bringing people together, even though we're kind of sort of coming out of COVID, it's still this desire we all have to uh, be together. And I'm thankful to play a small part in that and thankful for those that played and a big shout out to Alex Street winning uh, a dominant performance. You can actually go back and listen to our special interview with him on the podcast uh, that we did, but um Excited to, to, to really unpack this season, Survivor 42 with you. I did have one more thing I wanted to shout out for um, Katie, as I said, my sister, and also helped me host. She's actually uh, just as passionate as I am for games and competition. And she just this Christmas introduced me to a show called Taskmaster. If you're listening right now, you watch Taskmaster, you immediately are getting excited because you know how great the show is. I was skeptical. It's my sister. I don't always believe what she says. Anyway, we watched it together. I was laughing hysterically. It was a great, great episode. A couple episodes that we watched over Christmas and uh, this British comedy show. Anyway, 
she has taken that the same way we've taken been inspired by survivor to create an at-home version she's created kind of a her own at home online um taskmaster which she calls mirthmaster uh, event coming up and i would love for you to consider taking part she's looking for fun people competitive people people willing to just be themselves push the box a little bit uh be okay recording some funny silly things um uh, it's going to be a blast i'll be there we're going to put it in the show notes the links to the website love for you to sign up there's limited space and you got to do it by the end of this week so please check that out um and thanks katie for keeping the passion going in the family for online events but uh, anything else jordan before we dive in uh, that you wanted to say just based on uh survivor at home and other things that have happened uh not uh, not right now we'll be talking in the future about uh another survivor event that i've uh, been playing in but for tonight we're going to leave that one and it's a teaser for a future episode so there you go our Beautiful. first teaser uh okay let's get into survivor 42 it's starting up here and the reminder right away from Jeff Probst that this group doesn't know what happened in season 41. We have that advantage or that inside knowledge, but Survivor seasons are filmed back to back um, at months. They're just filmed days apart. And so the survivors out there don't, don't know what happened, don't know the twist, the beware advantage, uh, other advantages that come through. So it's really cool to, to know that they're playing a brand new game as well. And I think I get the sense we're going to get reminded of that a lot. They're playing a brand new game to them. They don't have any prior knowledge of, of the new edition of it. So I'm excited to, to hear that. But also, we've got a really great cast. You uh, talked about a video that Jeff Probst, I think, released on his Twitter or social media about how great this cast is. Do you want to talk about just kind of how you felt that he feels about the cast? Yeah, I mean, having run a lot of events myself, the people that you bring in uh, make or break the show. Obviously, they, they'll have the whole production side and the whole competition that they're playing. But if you don't have the right kind of people to do it, um, it really, yeah, can make or break the show. And we've seen that at Survivor at Home. We put some thought. We say no to certain people because they just may not be a good fit for what we're looking for. And obviously, on a much larger scale, on the show Survivor, uh, they just do an excellent job at casting. I'm always aware as you're watching, like, how do they keep finding these kinds of people that just fit and gel and bounce off each other so well? Obviously, there's no perfect science to it, but certainly they've learned over 42 seasons of how to bring together, as I said, 18 different people, strangers, and just the dynamics that they can um, put together is, is fantastic. So Jeff, yeah, he he said... This is a really great cast. And you could tell he meant it. He wasn't forcing it. And we're seeing that already on night one. Just so many incredible personalities. Even as they hit the beach, right? There's Jeff uh, pointing over to Marianne. And and she's just like giddy and smile. Like her smile like just lights up the screen. And just, her smile is uh, bigger than the biggest smile you've ever seen. It's incredible. unbelievable. Incredible. Just to hear her, a bit of her. Canadian, by the way. Canadian. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Marianne. we got a couple Canadians. Uh, Omar. Omar as well Canadian. and I think he I, th I think Marianne said she's from like Ajax that area then Omar um somewhere like uh, is a Kitchener or Waterloo but I think he works in Newmarket which is very close to my hometown uh he's a veterinarian uh actually my old piano teacher saw my post about Survivor starting again and how much I obsessed about it and she wrote me she said hey I don't know if you heard this like it was in the paper or something this this uh, local veterinarian uh Omar played on Survivor so pretty cool. And then also, who's the other? Is it Drea? Drea also is Canadian, born in Texas, but now has lived in Montreal for the last 
I think 12 years, she said. So oh. three, three Canadians or two and a half. I don't know if she considers herself a Canadian citizen, but um, anyway, pretty exciting to see that representation. Maybe they can replicate what Erica has done uh, winning the last season as the first Canadian participant. But uh, yeah, seeing Marianne, just that smile, seeing Jeff uh, point over to Mike and hearing a bit of his uh, story. Uh, even Zach that, you know, the super fan, just, I love how there's that kind of the music plays it and he goes, actually, I, I don't really know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> I he love he had a line. Yeah, yeah. The line where he said, Oh, I thought it sounded cool. Yeah. I guess we're about to find out what it takes to win survivor. And he thought it sounded cool. And, and Jeff just calls him out on it. That was a fun, Absolutely. fun little exchange that they had. What would um, you say, Jordan? Like right off the bat, you're there on the beach. And again, like, I love how they show this now more than ever where they're just like, I can't, let's just pause. I think it was Mike. He's like, let's just pause. It's like, I'm standing here on the sand in my toes and there's Jeff probes. And Jeff is even like modeling back and forth uh, there for them just as a joke. But, um, and then he does, he said, he asked them, what would you, what does it take to win this game? What, what do you think you would say in that moment? Would you dive right into something specific or do you, do you just kind of stick a high level answer at that point? I, I would definitely give a high level answer. I actually liked Zach's answer of, I don't know, we're going to find out right now what it takes. I, I found that amusing. Doesn't give anything away. Um, it doesn't let anyone into how big of a fan he is, but at the same time, it was just a fun answer. But Probst caught it immediately and said, "I'm not taking, I'm not taking no answer for an answer." And it was a good, uh, it was a good moment for for the show uh, to to get it kicked off. You, you get to hear some of these personalities, um, but it's cool just to see what's the first reaction on the beach. Everyone's genuinely excited. Mm-hmm. You can talk about it's a show and they're going to play it up. They're excited to be on the beach. Who was it? Maybe it was. Zach later in the episode was talking about how you I think it was in tribal council actually talks about it, but you get there on the beach. Jeff Probst is there. All three tribes are there. Everyone just arrived mm-hmm. and you're waiting for the montage. And then you realize it's not coming. You're just going to start playing this game and it's game on right now. There's no montage. There's, there's no feel good part of this. Well, there is a feel good part of it. You're on survivor. And that's a, that's a real experience that you get to have. Mm-hmm. but there's no that that extra production stuff is not there you're just going to play and they're hopping into their first reward challenge immediately which the reward challenge was a fun one um with a with a twist inside of it as well if we want to get started on that yeah let's do it man let's jump right in so your class well not a classic actually i don't know if they've run this challenge before or how many times they have but there's two relay aspects of it uh they send the first group that gets sent is daniel Jonathan, who is the super athlete, um, and I really the strongest athlete by far, I think, as we saw in this episode. Yes, my wife multiple times was like, I think this guy is going to be like one of the, the best, like of all time in terms of a physical game. And she said it a few too many times. I got suspicious. Maybe it's because his good looks, and I've been sitting on the couch a lot lately comparing the two of us. But um, no, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he does, man. He looks like he's the real. She said he looks like uh, Jason Momoa, which. He is a uh, quite the handsome man himself. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what he can pull off. If he can kind of break that curse of the kind of the strong male uh, competitor in this game. But right off the bat, yeah, he's just he's out, out, he's out of the gate running. He's a real he's Literally a real running. asset. He's a real asset to have on your team in these early challenges, especially mm-hmm. if he's going to be physically more dominant than anyone else that's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go, they do go, climb up a net, grab a couple paddles, come back down. And I think Tori fell at one point, yeah, but then did. obviously we had the big fall, which was Daniel. And you can just tell something's not right. And they pan to it a little bit during the challenge, but you just know uh, he even says he thinks he sa- he dislocated his shoulder and, and something's not right. 
and uh, and you just feel bad for anyone. There's been a f- few times where someone has gotten an injury in the first challenge, and you just feel bad because you're living out a dream, and one little misstep on some sand, and uh, he's got an injury going. Luckily, it'll be okay. Then the mm-hmm. second group runs out: Lindsay, High, and Drea. Yeah. And then whoever was first, I think it was Lindsay. Because she, Lindsay she was tore first. off. She was flying down. I was talking to London Steve today. There's our London Steve reference early on. Yeah, but there you go. She, uh, just how confident how she was like booking it off. She got there way ahead of she everyone. Was, and then she was moving. Had to and had then to pause. Had to pause to read the note that was there. And they all decided, and rightly so, you should decide to take that advantage. Um, and we'll talk about the advantage a little bit later when they go back at camp. But I, I like this idea where last season you had three separate advantages given at three separate times to three separate people versus this time around you have a connected advantage given at the same time to three people who know it and can have a similar idea to it. And that's all they know is that they 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 want to work together with that advantage at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so they so get real, it. Real quick, Jordan, like yes. top of your head, you're there. You take the advantage, yes or 100%, no? 100% you take it. 100% you take it. If it doesn't, because the, the choice is easy in that moment because all three of you get the same thing, right? Right. It's not the prisoner's dilemma where someone's got to make a decision. You know, if I try to risk it, well, Jenny has that situation later on, but if I try to risk it, something bad might happen to me. There's no bad, I don't see any bad situation or permutation of the uh, version of this situation that is bad for you. Mm-hmm. If the rest of your tribe doesn't know all three of you are in it and the same result comes out for all three, I think that's an easy choice to make. I think yeah. this show set them up to take that. Yeah. If you're listening at home, we'd love for you to contribute to this on Spotify. Now, if this is where you're listening on Spotify, if you scroll down, you'll actually see, we have some poll questions. We're going to ask this. What would you do? Would you accept this uh, advantage right off the bat? Yes or no. Um, but yeah, they, they, they do it. They untie the knots and then hilarious option to kind of cover themselves in mud and blood, which is like, blood. what are they thinking? And then I don't know if he caught it, but high was like, I, I used to like, practice such a good skincare routine. And he's like rubbing the mud on his face. <laughs> it was, it was uh, great. Just love it. The, the blood maybe was a little overdoing it, but pe- I saw people well, online just loving that. Like social media. I, with- when they, they run back and Lydia is, and we can talk about Lydia and her intro too, because it was, it was funny where she just opened up completely on, I'm not used to this. I don't do anything like this outdoor sand what this isn't who i am this isn't how i've i've lived my life in the past and she's out there having fun but she is so concerned about yeah. all the she's, all the blood like, are you bleeding yeah i'm fine i'm fine let's just keep going okay all right yeah. you be fine then um that was such a fun fun exchange good moment um but they they got by that uh, no harm no foul on getting that advantage no mm-hmm. one other than the three of them to this point knows about it which mm-hmm. is which is great for them. Then they get in the boat and Erica from season 41 Canadian champion tweets out, to be honest, I'm a little jealous. They didn't have to unclip their boats. Cause if you remember from episode one of survivor 41, her tribe, I think it was her tribe. Maybe it was a different one. Didn't unclip their boat when in the first challenge. And so they weren't going anywhere. It felt like they were paddling backwards because they didn't unclip their boat. Oh, that's what that. Okay. That's, that's what the reference I saw was. her tweet. I had I couldn't remember what she was referring to. Yeah, that's what I assume that's what she was referring to. I didn't remember if it, it was her tribe or another one, but the fact that she tweeted that out makes me really think that it was her tribe. That's hilarious. That had that moment. So it was a good uh it was a good moment um there. Well, but those there are those little moments, right? Like because you see as they, they come around and ta- I think it's Taku that gets back 
first or way out in the lead. But even uh, Jonathan, so guys, make sure you, you watch where we land on the beach because we do have to clip back in at That's the end. Right. So again, in the heat of those things, we've all been, I mean, you've been driving the car and like the music's on, you're busy and you miss an exit. You're like, oh, like, and you feel so stupid about it. I totally get it in a challenge like this where it's just so intense. It's the first day. You, you can make a mistake like that that can really cost you a lot of time. So good on Jonathan even uh, mm-hmm. to, to point that out. But yeah, they, they even, got... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and even to recognize that it's easier for him just to hop out and drag the boat back in the water right. than for them to beach it somewhere and drag it back on the sand. It was way right. easier in the water, right? That's part of the that's part of what you're saying about thinking it all through mm-hmm. um, in the moment. And it tells you that uh, he knows what he's doing when he's in you know physical competition because he's thinking things through, strategizing in that moment, in that stress moment. He did a really good job of it's that. In, it's really incredible. I, I've talked to some friends recently about this in other contexts of when, like just the different way people are wired and how valuable it is to have mm-hmm. different skill sets. But certainly when there's just that high intensity, obviously the music's not playing for them, but we're hearing it. But just still the challenge that, a lot of people, and I think I, I, even though I'm very observant, like almost hyper aware of what's going on around me, I find in the heat of a moment like that, I get a little flustered sometimes. I could see myself for sure not going to the right one. And then you're like after, like, how did I miss that, right? But that is good on him. Good to have someone like that on their team. Um, and, and anyway, so they, they Taku gets this huge lead. They get to the beach. Uh, but then the issue was that uh, Maria with the bamboo sticks, couldn't tape them together and then we see that uh rock i think it was rock story for ika the blue t- tribe he actually put it together got it off it got in the sand a little bit but catches it and pulls it back uh, kind of yeah, he looked behind. like he looked like when he dropped it in the sand it was going to be a real struggle but found a way to to dig it out and won that challenge we've seen that bamboo or bamboo or stick um challenge a couple of times where you got to hook the keys on it and yeah they they figured out i think the the, a good length where it's not simple for the contestants but it's doable yes and uh and that's a that comes up usually once a season that that portion i've seen i can't remember seeing that one exactly in the last couple seasons i'm sure it has but it's one of my favorites actually did you know this so for those listening jordan and i a connection we have is working at muskoka woods together which is a camp up in muskoka here in ontario canada and um I ran we, a few of us ran a survivor event for a week at the last at classic. And I did a challenge just like that. The contestants, uh, Sam Johansson, a few others, I forget who were there were in, yeah. in the cage. And I had, they had to build at like six in the morning, build sticks, tape them together and reach the key to get themselves out of this cage. I'm, I don't know where we got all that stuff together, but um, it's one that I've always liked, but you're right. You yeah. got to, you can't have it too long because then it literally won't work, but too short, it's too easy. Um, but yeah, Ika pulls through and gets it. And Jeff reminds them, um, sorry, not reminds them. He tells them for the first time, you get a pot, a machete and Flint for winning. And that's it. And they're, they have this they look don't. of shock, right? And they don't yeah. get, they don't get rice. They don't get uh, Flint. Otherwise, this is a new survivor. He says, this is a, uh, a fast game this new survivor is fast it's difficult and it's dangerous and you can yeah. see the shock uh and for the other two now having to go back and you can talk about that but they're faced now obviously with this other challenge to try and earn those basic things in the game the sweat sweat versus savvy and in season 41 every tribe that had this decision of sweat versus savvy they chose sweat 
right? And they reversed the rules on this one, I think. If I remember correctly, season 41, it was two people that had to do sweat and you only had, or Savvy, you only had one guess. And this I think time it was the whole tribe for the whole, I think the guessing was still the whole tribe, but you're but right you, about it. But you only had one guess though, as a tribe. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Even though everyone could be a part of it, you only yes. had one guess. This time around, it was one person could do sweat and kill themselves doing sweat, which was going to be incredible to watch. Or everyone does savvy and does the triangle puzzle, but no one, are you, sorry, but you get two guesses mm -hmm. instead and they reversed it. And this time both tribes decided to go that route instead. It's just like, that's the second time already this season where we've seen them repeat an a, a twist from the previous season, but change it a little bit to get a different version of the game mm -hmm. at the end, right? So now no one's as physically tired as they were from that sweat challenge in season 41, which just looked incredible. I think it was Xander who specifically, it just looked like it took five years off of his life off of that one. Um, and, but you have everyone trying to test out their smarts. Like, for example, you see right away in this challenge, Jonathan's like, no, this, is, this isn't happening. I counted 11, and this isn't happening. There's no way. Oh, it's hilarious. Else someone like, else was like, I got like 38. Oh, I had 11. Like, they're just not even <laughs> close to each other. Like, Yeah, and he knew, though. He knew that it was him who was wrong, not the other person. He was aware of that. He goes, I will provide. I will beasted at challenges i'll do the physical stuff i'm not doing puzzles and these math problems with triangles and geometry is not uh is not his strong suit and that's okay that that can be fine and then um, even john so him and uh jackson and marie actually go to the camp and they left mary yeah. and lindsay no more to do the puzzle which yeah. is not a bad idea at all and yeah i, I was laughing at them uh and that even how high leading into that He's like, yeah, I bet you the other team's not even going to get it. And that's where it pans to those guys where they're like, I think it's 11 or 38 or something and way <laughs> off. But Vadi also was struggling. They were, they were struggling. They were like, uh, I think it was high again said, all right, well, I guess we all just look at it. And within, I think it was seconds, at least that's the way they showed it. They're like, okay, I think I got it. And you could just see Jenny be like, Jenny She's like, what the frig are you guys talking about? Like, there's no way anyone got it yet. <laughs> she's that, and then it goes to her cameo and just yeah, ripping into it. It was but. so good. And she's like, What do these people do? They don't realize they okay. I guess I gotta be a teacher now and explain this that this is what I do for a living. Again, another contestant that we've seen from the last two seasons who is gonna take what they do professionally and apply it to Survivor. And this is her moment to do that. And you can just tell she's super smart. She works in that way. Um, count it out and then slowly as she's explaining it, everyone's going oh and they realize and they see and then they start counting and then it pans back to the other tribe and i think it's marianne who's explaining this to the audience where she goes the counting part is so hard because you're like oh there's a triangle and then there's a whole bunch and that's good oh look there's a cool triangle wait we already counted that one and she just had that was a really cool moment to understand the actual difficulty of that challenge because you've got a couple people's different opinions multiple eyes looking at it and it's just a confusing puzzle there are so many tri triangles in there and they both get it though which yeah. is the cool the cool part they had two guesses they both well, said you did have four hours which like, that hours, is a lot yeah. of time but it, it would have been interesting like you said you alluded to there they were kind of on the same page imagine you had two very strong people like imagine you had jenny who was a champ but imagine on her tribe there was someone who was equally confident and they were like no it's 48 and they were like buddy yeah. heads and like they ran it a few times. Yeah. That's when it'd be a problem. Although I guess, again, you can show, you can visually show, okay, here's 
what I'm looking yeah. at. So yeah, by the end of the four hours, we don't know how long it took them, but they finally make that decision no. and just the nerves there to pull that paper over and to hope that you have the right yeah. answer. Yeah. And the last thing on that one is four hours is a lot of time. It's also enough time to overthink it as well. Yeah. So it was just kind of my other, my other thought behind that. So next up we get, we get to know what the actual advantage is. And I, I don't know how, how do you feel about this advantage? The amulet advantage. Um, I mean, so it's significant. I just, I did want to explain it first. Cause there was, okay, some let's e- explain it first. Eva was texting a sure. few different friends about this. So the advantage says that all three of them have to be used at the same time. So, yeah. which would mean at a, either a tribe swap or at the merge. So literally the three of them would go and say, okay, at this tribal council, we're going to all use it. That alone is pretty difficult. But then the second layer is that uh, depending on how many amulets there are, it gets more powerful with less, sorry, with less as it decreases. So with if all three are there and they all say, yeah, tonight we're going to use it, they all get an extra vote. I think they get they all get an extra vote or they get one extra vote as a group. Interesting. I don't know. I assumed okay. it was, uh, yeah, as you say that, it makes me wonder. I, I thought it was the each get one. I think one. it's an extra vote because they all have to use it at the same time. So three votes would be, I think that's too much power. That's almost more power. That's almost more power than an idol. Right. So I okay. think it's, they get an extra vote okay. between them. Okay, or I'll be they scared get to see what happens there. Yeah. A steal a vote, but if there's two left, so one of them is eliminated, they get a steal a vote between the final two that are left with the amulet. And if there's only one person left, they get an idol. They get an idol, right. Which is, so there's the dynamic of we can just work together and control the game in our own way. But also if I vote you out, it's fine. It goes back to game changers where Sierra tells Sarah, I've got the legacy advantage and I will gift it to you. And Sarah goes, okay, then I'm going to vote you out. Easy. I'll take it. If you're going to give it to me when you're voted out, I'm going to vote you out now. Mm -hmm. It was really good gameplay and same similar idea here where, you you want to make the the front that you're going to work with these people, but at the end of the day, your game is better served if they're not there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. And as you say that, that's probably more what it is as opposed to they each get one. But regardless, the idea that they're going to have to collaborate or yeah, just well, an, an extra incentive to get someone out, right? Here's going to be, as I'm thinking about this, a fun dynamic. What if they tribe swap and two of the three of them get swapped onto the same tribe? So that you have no power with the advantage because not all three of you are together. The, your incentive to vote the other one out is super high at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah, That would be really interesting if, if it, now that we talk about it, it's not going to happen. They're just going to be separate or they're all going to be voted out before the merge. doesn't matter anyways. But um, that would be- You can't re-gift it either from, it, it doesn't sound like it would be- No, it sounds like it's yours. Um, It sounds like it's yours. That would be a cool dynamic too. If someone could gift it to someone else, then they get voted out and then no one knows where it is. Mm -hmm. Although I I guess that would go contradict the idea that it gets more powerful with less. So yeah, yeah. no, that wouldn't happen. But I I like that. I I always like I said this last season, I love how they're always willing to try different ideas and it might work. It might not. Uh, It could be just a dud, but it has the potential of influencing decisions. And it really just adds Mm -hmm. another layer to what you know a lot exactly. of purists say well let's just get back to the simple game but i love it these little elements is, just yeah. prompt you or just sit in your head of like well i could do this too i could go this route yeah in the we game. talked about good twists and failed twists from the last season this one is i think it's really good because it doesn't it it just plays into the dynamics more 
and it plays into strategy more than anything. Mm-hmm. So I love this. I love this advantage. I think it's a really cool one and I'd want to see it uh, versions of this, whether it's the same version or different versions of this, I'd want to see more often. It'd be really good. Absolutely. Um, yeah. The collaboration piece is cool. We'll see where they run with that. Uh, do I want to talk just a little bit about the tribes because we are starting to see yeah. it in kind of in between these, some of the introductions to some players, uh, obviously at Ika, the blue team, we have um, Roxroy um, and a few of the older ones. Who was it now? Roxroy. Uh, wrote it down somewhere. Anyway, the three older ones are decided they want to work together. Kind of sort of it's their first conversation. That's Drea, uh, Romeo and Roxroy. And then we have Tori, Zach, and uh, Swathi together saying, yeah, maybe we should, as the younger ones, work together. But then also another dynamic is Roxroy uh, being very kind of direct, intense, as Zach said, one of the most intense he's ever seen uh, in terms of directing people to build at camp and do their part. And again, as a fan watching that, you're like, that's just one of those one-on-ones, just like with Tori when she goes off uh, Mm -hmm. looking for, you know, the food, but also for the idol. I'm always like, how do you not know this? And he just is just too direct. He's just coming down on people and getting under people's skin. And I think it was Romeo or maybe Drea said to him, just like, just take it down a notch, man. Like you're going to get yourself voted out for this. Uh, It's the kind of stuff that, and now I I will say, I have some compassion. He's a stay at home dad. He's got kids. Mm -hmm. I think the same age as my kids. And if that's your life day in and day out, especially during COVID where like, that's reality. I do get the idea that you could get caught in like child mode, like very directive. Mm. But again, this is a social game where the way you interact with other people matters. And he's coming across as a little overbearing, too direct, uh, kind of calling out people's work ethic. Um, so we'll see if that comes into play. It didn't in this episode per se, but um, and then on Vati, uh, we have uh, again, hearing just more of people's stories, Mike, you know, being a firefighter, a retired firefighter but growing up with a really difficult situation uh, with his mm-hmm. father and i believe he said his mother was handicapped as well and kind of a lot that, of yeah. people a lot of people look at him as if he's like a tough guy he does have that look but he's like I, I really and the accent work. too the like boston new york accent as well i think in new jersey i think in new jersey is that yeah, what he said yeah new yeah. jersey for new sure jersey uh, accent, but the jersey accent but you're yeah. right it just comes across that way a little aggressive he looks mean uh but just to kind of challenge that in in people so yeah I, well and I, he he talks about his self-awareness that he understands that's a way he can be perceived. He's um, just with the accent, his stature, uh, he's got some tattoos like that can be, be hard, hardcore, like whatever. But he goes, no, I, uh, I know that people can perceive me that way. So I have to open up and show, he referred to it as the soft side, the relatable side, the personable side, the caring side of his personality. He knows that about himself, that he has to open that up so that people understand him more just on a person to person level can understand him and don't want to put him in a box or anything. And that was a, that was a cool moment to hear from him about his understanding about him. Yeah, absolutely. I did want to also talk on just Swati for one second. Um, And I believe that's a pronounced, it's spelled Swati, but it's pronounced Swati. And she just heard a little aside too, as saying like, usually a young girl gets voted out Mm -hmm. first in this game. And I want to go against that. I just love these stories. And, the way the survivor continues to tell them we're going to touch on that further on this episode but uh shout out to her and i it'll be cool I to see what she does as well yeah um but at the end of all that talking about storytelling at the end of night one this is where jordan brings the tribe around uh the fireside John, jonathan uh no jordan 
uh, okay. Greg's about uh, oh no, Jack. I'm sorry, it's Jackson. Jackson, we're both Jackson. We're Jackson. both wrong. It's day one. Okay. That's fine. We're still learning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jackson uh, brings everyone around mm-hmm. uh, the fire to tell them. And uh, do you want to unpack that? As I go, yeah, to I'll unpack notes? it a little bit. He talks about um, talks about a lot of things. The first thing I think he opens up with was how he applied to Survivor before, but applied as um, a woman instead of a man um like like now and just unpacked a little bit about that journey and talked about how the probably the most nerve-wracking part for jonathan uh, jackson was telling parents explaining to them that decision that choice and jackson i think also mentioned about being very separated from them and, and not visiting them um even to the point where Jackson is married and still not with uh, with his parents. I believe talking they didn't about even that. Know. Yeah, didn't even they didn't even know um, about that, and then gets the news that uh, his mother is sick, and that ends up in, through a tragic situation, and she passes away through that illness. Through that tragic situation, though, it becomes a moment of healing within the family, and a moment where he becomes so close to his mother and talks about how. Never did he become, a, he, they say he became a caregiver. Is that what he, yeah, he, moved he explained and, that how he said to his dad, Jackson said to his dad, We should, well, let's bring mom home. And his dad goes, Well, we can't because um, she needs a full time caregiver, and that's fine, we'll do that. And Jackson plays a lot of that role of, of being full time caregiver and just talks about how being there with his parents, spending time with his dad, just gets to talk to his dad and they become friendly friends um, and rebuild that relationship. And uh, it was never closer than that, that time frame with uh, his mother and um, his father and Jackson's wife become close as well through that. And it just through, through the heartbreak, the turmoil of illness, the healing that happens within that family um, is incredible to see like i've seen it in in family before where illness can can be a, a moment of, of healing like it's a powerful thing and there's so many more layers within this situation uh, than anyone can even fathom and imagine with you know life literally life altering and changing choices that um that were made through it and it was mm. it was a really touching moment for someone to be able to be free to open up to their tribe mates about that on night one and want to come up with that honesty like they that tribe must have only appreciated that and and understood jackson even more through that situation and it was it was it's it's one of (laughs) quite a few very touching moments and um that was that was a, a special time to see how you know heartbreak um, plays into your into your life into your future and jackson has definitely seen that in so many ways and and speaks about it with grace and um, hope and, and healing was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very well said. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the next day, day two, a lot just in the first day of, of uh, the show, but day two, we come across uh, again, Vati, Lydia, we get to see a little bit more of her. She says, all right, it's day two. and I can't believe it, but I'm not crying, right? <laughs> She's just talking about like, this is crazy. As you said, this is the kind of person I am not. I'm not a person for Survivor, but here I am. Um, you see a few connections with Hi and uh, Lydia as well talking. Jenny and Mike then kind of make a connection. And then Sh- uh, Chanel and Daniel are talking to each other about working together. Daniel is jumping 
to a few of different uh, conversations as well, feeling grateful that people didn't just target him for being the guy that got injured and maybe ruined it for his tribe. But um, I always love those early dynamics. And then if, as you hop over to uh, Ika, Zach really points at something fascinating because again, we watch these things in these snippets, but what is that feeling like to actually try and make an alliance with someone early on in the game. He said, it's almost like waiting to see if someone's going to kiss you or, or you should kiss them. Yeah. Right. And just kind of lean in. He's like, well, what if they don't want to kiss you back or, or what happens if they uh, turn you away or what if they do want that, but I don't read them properly. And then I think it was Romeo did say, well, so how are you feeling? And they said, that was the kind of the game. But um, yeah. I, that to me of all the things that, as I think of playing survivor, I actually applied last night, by the way, yes i saw that i, I, I saw that application I, I go like, through i'm cheering man? for you put in a good word with jeff probes if you're listening why not right let's do it why not so get andrew out there i would love to man but the, of all the things that, that scare me honestly that's high in the list so that very first day those connections because on one hand yeah like awkward kind of junior high school dances right we're like yeah okay someone gonna talk to me or not but like what if no one talks to you or when I saw this uh, thing, this meme the other day it was like, uh, when you're at uh, church and the, the, the pastor talks about how everyone should be kind to someone who doesn't have any friends. And then everyone's shaking your hand after the service. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no. you don't want to be left out, right? You don't want to be that awkward yeah. situation. Um, but you just hope to make a little connection. And often it's something simple like that. Just a, a quick conversation, a quick, even an eye contact with someone. Mm -hmm. um to, to kind of get that in and that can steer your whole game yeah well what was it from survivor season 40 winners at war sophie and yule are talking and yule goes i think we should work together and sophie's it pants to sophie in her confessional going that's like uh that's like asking me on a date in survivor that oh, you want to work awesome. with me right like it yeah. was so it's so good and you see it play out more and more with those initial conversations two people let's work together and it's the awkward, like, how do we get to that point? I want to work with you and you want to work with me, but no one wants to talk about it, but we need to talk about it. So we should, but we don't. And it's mm -hmm. the dynamics are so much fun. And uh, absolutely. Yeah. I love it, man. It's so intense. It's so cool good. to see. Um, also forgot to mention Daniel's story. there. just one of the many from this uh, episode, but a significant piece because mm -hmm. Mike asks him, he says, you know, what, do you mind me asking what the scar is for? He talks about how he had um, cancer, uh, leukemia i believe it was and chemotherapy when he was a kid and uh, they go again back to some of his journey and then daniel says something just so moving there he said you know one of my hopes actually he says my greatest hope in being here is that if there are kids watching you know like even in the hospital or going through this so they might be encouraged to beautiful man like just yeah. to hear to hear that and i'm sure there are i'm sure there are many children watching uh who might yeah. be inspired by yeah, his story I, as well. I, I wrote down his quote at the at the end of his uh, story and in, in the special two minutes or so that was on okay. him. And it, uh, he said, the last thing he said was, there's some kid out there in some hospital bed who's longing for an adventure or mm -hmm. just to get out of the hospital. I'm playing for that kid. Wow. And it's just like playing for something more than yourself was really cool um, for him to understand it. He points out like he had some, at one point wasn't able to brush his own teeth. And now he gets to live his, live a survivor dream, um, and show people that, you know, it, it, it got better for him and it, others can have, um, a similar experience and, and, mm. and believe that, uh, even when you don't know about it. Um, Beautiful. 
The other thing I wrote down, Zach and Romeo, uh, we were talking, you were talking about that a moment ago, the skinny dude alliance uh, that they created. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in that in that moment um, was was just fun. There was really no other content out of that scene other than that line, um, which I enjoyed. Uh, and then um, a boat comes to camp. Right. And we know what this boat is for. Uh, it's the prisoner's dilemma is coming up. There's just no way it isn't. At first, it's one boat going to one camp and so you wonder what could be going on but then they show boats going to every other campsite mm-hmm. and you go oh, okay we know what's going on um, and a fun i really like the group that went marianne who we all know is a huge bubbly fun personality and is canadian. ready to play canadian jenny who super smart um uh, she's the she's the definitely the intellect of this group. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that others aren't intellectual, but she, she obviously is on a, a certain level uh, with that. Andrea, who, um, uh, athletic, she also talked about being half blind. As oh well. yeah, that's right. Blind in yeah. one eye. I think she's blind in one eye. Yeah. Um, I believe is the situation, but an athlete and ready to play. And she seemed, they all see everyone here seems really likable, at least through episode one, mm-hmm. uh, but they go out and this is where Marianne talks about being the outsider. Mm-hmm. They get to know each other on this long hike, which they didn't necessarily think would be a long hike. And they didn't show anything though. Like last season, they talked, yeah. they showed some pretty significant conversations that would happen on a few mm-hmm. of those. And maybe honestly, there wasn't much, but I, you got to think there was some good content there that got there, left. There in. had to have been. And they took the opportunity instead from getting that good, that, that content of the three of them to sharing a little bit about Marianne's story instead, yeah. which was still great content, but different than what we're used to from last season, for sure. That was cool, then, man. I don't know if it's where I'm at right now in life, but just seeing again that story, I got like a teary, I got emotional, man, just seeing mm-hmm. her talk with that again yeah. and Daniel and others um, and sitting there watching with my kids, my daughter, especially, you know, uh, hearing uh, hearing this woman from our area say that she Not was far. self-conscious and questioned and thought she was weird. And uh, it's, it's, man, like, the world is in a, a weird place right now. Yeah. And just to have these messages of hope and encouragement, again, it's, I'm just being sappy, but it's where I'm at. I, uh, and I know Trent listening loves the sappy stuff too, but just love it, man. It really, it's what I need because there's a lot of pain and sadness in the world. And to hear stories like this of joy and just to see her smile and her, her story being told and how that might inspire so many others. It's, it's good stuff. Survivor pl- fills a big gap for a lot of people. And I'm glad that message can get out. But yeah, they, yeah. they get to the top uh, and then they're given that. We, we, as you said, we know what's coming. They get back down. Drea seems to think like, yeah, I don't really know these people. So <laughs> screw them. Basically, I'm yeah. going to risk it. Uh, Mary Ann's like, OK, like I came to play. I am gonna like you don't want to get to the end and say, I wish I had done this. So she takes it. And then as you referenced, Jenny, very intuitive, very wise. She goes, they probably are both going to take it. And so if I take, if I take the risk, um, we're all going to lose it. And she says, no, I can't, it's too early. I need my vote. I got to have my game in my own hands. So she take, even though it's kind of a, not a great, uh, as an advantage that the other two get, she's really smart to do that. It It just Uh, shows you to start off. She read the room correctly as well. She understands the math of the game and how it works, but she also reads the room correctly. Marianne's great. She's out here to play. She's going to take that advantage. Dre is great. She's out here to play. She takes that advantage. The most likely person in that situation to not take the advantage was Jenny. And she had to realize that didn't take it. And she gets to keep her vote is the important part rather than not getting an extra vote. She just gets to keep it, which is 
significant, more significant than getting an extra vote is to keep your own. And so that was an important part for her. Uh, and then we move into, are we moving into day three now? Yeah, let's talk about that. We don't have to spend too long on this, but but yeah. with uh, again, with Jackson's sure. story there with Jeff. Yeah, so Jeff pulls him aside. I thought this was a really cool moment because it was done with a lot of grace as well. But Jeff pulls Jackson aside and um, talking about, Jeff just says he brought, Jackson brought up something medically at the last day before they started shooting. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they could have presented it better to let us know what was going on because we had just heard about a medical situation with Jackson and the two aren't necessarily related to each other, mm-hmm. but you didn't get that. So I thought it could have been the production could have gone with it a different, a little bit differently to make it a little more clear as to what was well, they happening. They can't disclose his they medical information. Without, like it's mm-hmm. private, privacy, right? Right, right, right. Well, so it, yeah, become, but they ended up disclosing it. He ended up disclosing it anyways. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the story could have been told differently is, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. But I think um, it's because it was his choice. I hear what you're saying, but specifically yeah. there, like that wouldn't be appropriate for them on air. That's for fair. everyone to be like, hey, let's talk about your medication, right? Yeah, that's A lot fair. of people use medication that they wouldn't be comfortable. Fair. Yeah. So, but you're right. Yeah. Jackson's very, he says, like, I'm very comfortable talking about this. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think that yeah. moment when he, uh, so Jeff says, ultimately, yeah, we, we just can't make it work because of the yeah. side effects of this medication. Uh, you know, and, we kind of wish you would have told it. us, but you're, it's going to be very detrimental for you to be stressed, to be not yeah. eating, sleeping. Yeah. Um, and if you caught it, I, we watched it a second time today. Just there's a, a one liner from I think it was Maria who says just before Jeff pulls up, like I'm con- basically like I'm concerned you were dizzy or something for, for like a few hours or 10 hours or oh, I something. She just, just like alludes to it, which you wouldn't notice the first time. But now looking back in context, you're like, OK, already there were some. There's a reason yeah. they showed that little snippet because his and, health was at, at risk. And we know that survivor production or survivor medical team doesn't pull anyone for for nothing if they're really they will pull someone only if they are really concerned about the situation going on and we've only seen highlights of what's happening out there and they're watching all the time um so it's unfortunate that someone has to be pulled especially on day three for a for a medical reason but if they're making that decision they're making it because they believe that is the only choice at that point Right. Um, the one piece of controversy, sorry, the, I was going to say the one thing of controversy that Steph was even saying this, how, like, why not just take him out right away? Like, you know, the side, like, you mm-hmm. know, that scientifically, yeah. that's what will happen. It's not going to work. And so I as much as it was actually a beautiful moment and Jackson handled it really well, Jeff was like, just spot on with grace yep. and uh, speaking clearly and that the tribe received well, but unfortunately you can't help but think was this kind of tokenism as well like it's kind of like both and like the story is real like jackson's mm-hmm. story is beautiful and needs to be told but but also knowing they probably could have just taken him out or maybe it's covid and it's too hard to find someone last minute i have no idea the point is i know a lot of people even online were saying it kind of seems like this was they left him in knowing they have to pull him because they wanted his story yeah. and that to me is a little unfortunate like why not just bring him back for season 43, you know, or I was wondering if there, is there a situation in which they, the medical staff would have to figure this out, but is there a situation in which they do bring Jackson back for a future season at some point? Because Jeff did talk about from the time Jackson applied, they were like home run. This is someone we want on the show personality wise and mm-hmm. uh, game play wise and fan wise. That's someone who they wanted on the show. But at the end of the day, health comes first and the survivor, 
medical team well, definitely thought through that. I'll say I sure hope they give him a spot unless yeah. it's between him and me, in which case I hope he gets cut. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the spot. So I get the spot. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got you. I know. What you're yes. About. Very kind, empathetic here on night one survivor yeah. holding the podcast. Um, yeah, we'll get more cutthroat later. Um, now the challenge, we move into the first immunity challenge and uh, a sneak peek to a future episode. If you want to um, have some fun, go on my Twitter account and you'll see my comment on the, what the immunity challenge, the immunity idol, the tribal immunity idol looks like. Uh, you'll get a little sneak peek if you head on to my Twitter. Um, shout out to Cal Sherman, who I tweeted at today with that. Um, and we can link it if we want to, but it was... I have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea what I'm talking about? Okay, go take a look at my Twitter. At Is it at Jordan P. Timpson is my Twitter account? Um, I actually took Twitter off my phone. I'm not going to lie. So you'll have to oh, tell me. Oh, there you go. I was okay. getting angry at people's comments, um, which is rare for Twitter. Usually it's a joyful place. So uh, I'll pull it up here, but why don't you recap and... 30 seconds while I find this. Uh, no, it's for it's an explanation for a future episode. I'm teasing for future. Um, but we're moving on. Uh, another The challenge is another boat race. And to Erica's um, probably joy, they have to unclip their boat this time. Um, and the one thing I realized through this boat race is that at least early on, Jonathan was a huge difference maker in that in that boat race. Yes, um, he was in the early part. He might have ran out of steam later on, but the early part of it, he was dragging his team along, both literally and metaphorically, was dragging them along mm -hmm. through that challenge and, and giving his team a chance to win it um, and be a difference maker. Kind of ran out of steam a little bit afterwards. But one thing that I personally took note of, and then it was confirmed later in the episode, Zach really looked like he did. He was not able to help out at all. I understand that there, everyone has their different physical capabilities, um, but it felt like he was someone who didn't physically didn't understand what it takes to put your, push yourself to that next level. Mm -hmm. You know that part where you're like, I think I'm as far as I can go. And then you dig in a little bit more yeah. like Babcock, you got to dig in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To the least, right. Um, but it's true where for me, it felt like he didn't understand how to find that next level in that moment where most others were able to find it and search it. And it could have been a growth opportunity for him. Didn't happen through mm -hmm. that. And, uh, and it just it's, makes it. It's tough, it's right? Tough. Because I, I don't, I don't know. It's tough because some people just physically don't have the same ability yeah. as others. So yeah, there's obviously a fine line. Like you said, you, you can keep pushing as hard as you can push, but just by the standards sometimes. So, did it look to you as if he actually gave up? Because someone even said that versus just, this is I, I I'm doing it, but I can't do any more. I think it's more the the latter. I don't think in his right mind he would just give up on a challenge. Like I didn't see him sitting down or letting go. Maybe I missed something, but I I I did see him at one point. Everyone was pushing it, and he was just kind of oh, is that there. right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So I did I did notice it. What, now that could have been one singular moment where he was like, "Hold on a second, I got to catch my breath here, and then we're good to go again." But I just mentally noted that. Mm -hmm. of there was a moment definitely where it looked like the other five on his tribe were four because one person had to sit out the other four in his tribe were pushing and or pulling the boat and he wasn't touching it at that moment was kind of just ahead doing what looked to be nothing um so it just yeah that's what i mean by it feels like he did everything he could do physically but there's another level that you can get to that i don't think he found his way and the unfortunate thing is 
spoiler alert, we're not going to see that um, later on and him find that because that's that right. growth moment um, that you see oftentimes in Survivor. Heather didn't had it to a degree last season where she had multiple opportunities to push her physical limits before. And we've seen that before with others. I think Sari had one. It's controversial to bring up Heather, by the way, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're st- we're going into controversy early on episode one. Uh, did you have any other thoughts from that? The from challenge itself? I mean, yeah, it was, as you said, Jonathan, just a machine there. Um, uh, just as a summary, Taku and Vati got pretty far ahead and Ika could really never catch up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Taku won immunity. Vati was second place. Get the night off. Ika loses. Plus they lose their flint and they got to get ready uh, for tribal council. And you referenced Zach there, even in the challenge, sorry, even in the last part of the challenge with the puzzle, it seemed like him and who was doing it with him? I think it was Swathi as well. Swathi. Yeah, they were not connecting, like they were working independently. And Jeff just is like trolling them, saying they're doing it separate as well. <laughs> what and a shocker. He, he, yeah, he, he, owns, uh, he owns that. Zach gets back to the camp. He says, look, guys, I want to take ownership of this. And Roxroy says the classic line, like, you know, we win as a team, lose as a team. But again, early on, that's just a sad reality of a game like this. People are looking for some reason, one reason to vote you out. And if mm-hmm. something like that comes up where there was someone that's clearly uh, in their eyes, didn't do their, yeah. their fair share. Um, yeah. He definitely is on the chalk, chalk block. Although the other person certainly was Tori who also did that. I referenced it earlier. She mm-hmm. went off and was looking for an idol and people were talking yeah about that and so yeah it was really between zach and tori for this tribal Um, i just don't love a lot of people talk about this and maybe this is a item of not controversy but people butting heads on on their opinions of survivor i don't love the idea of apologizing for being the reason why your team lost because as much as it's a a graceful way to look at things wow grace is going to be the uh, word of the day today here used it a couple times but although it's like a, a humble way of looking at things putting the blame on yourself kind of gives everyone else a reason to vote you out. right like what's the good what's the good in that like i get i get the human aspect of that but mm-hmm. if like so say there's like an 80 percent chance that yeah people probably are pissed off at you for losing the yeah. challenge or at least thinking of you you're only adding to that to bring it to 85 90 of their certain exactly. there's not there's nothing there there may be an odd situation where something i can't think off the top of my head something happens where you're like yeah i actually need to own that but I agree with you. In a game like Survivor, where you don't want to get voted out, you don't bring it up. Same with Tori. When she goes up, she's like, "All right, I want yeah. you want you to like as adults hear what I'm saying," uh, and she starts yeah. to like defend herself, looking for an idol. That t- I said the same thing to Steph. I'm like, "You, I could never see myself." She already made a mistake. I don't see any value in speaking more about it. It's only going to draw more attention, especially at that point in the game. Mm-hmm. And just a little yeah. preface. I'll say this kindly as I can. Tori is young. She is 25, I think. Not that young, but she really rubs me the wrong way, man. Like, I want to be gracious. She's got, I I hope she learns from watching herself already on night one, but that kind of attitude and she rolls her eyes a few times. And uh, she, as, as you know, Zach and her are talking on the beach and he's like, hey, no hard feelings. And as he walks away, she looks at the camera and whispers, like, yeah, good job on the challenge, like in a snarky way. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, she, that, I don't like that at all, her kind of attitude. And I hope that, um, yeah, I hope that she learns from that. But certainly she's going to burn herself pretty quick with that. Someone's going to stand up to her or just vote her out because of it. Yeah. A little, little full of herself. Um, 
anyway, we'll see where that where that goes. But let's see where that goes. And there's a couple different. Um, I I found it interesting the conversation between Drea and Tori talking about wanting to get uh, rocks out of the game, yes. and their line of "Thanks for building our shelter," like "See ya, bye." We we don't need you yes. um, anymore, which was really interesting. Them talking about him being physically. I didn't. He wasn't the one I noticed being not involved with the challenge. It was others that that we all noticed not being involved in the challenge, but he wasn't right. the one. But at the same time, Dre seemed they, pretty convinced, though. Like I believe her that she, oh, I believe she, her. Oh. she's like. There was a few moments where he, I looked up and he was not doing uh, his yeah. part, and like she, I don't take her as someone who's going to make up stuff. That well, seemed and, pretty and honest. She's she's a high level athlete, right? Drea was the one who was right. a collegiate hurdler, so, so she's an elite athlete as well, and uh, so she knows competition. Um, and if she she sees that, like I believe her read, it was just not what we. It wasn't the storyline that we were fed by production and, and right. by what we saw in the challenge. But I, I'm with you. I believe her her perspective on that. Um, and Swathi wants Zach out because he didn't. She didn't like the way he. She, from her perspective, I'm going to speak for her. But I think this was what she was getting at: was that if you're not going to be the physical guy, you got to be the puzzle guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or woman, man or woman, either way, if you're not the physical person, cool, but you got to have something that you do well. And there's very, very few great survivor players that aren't good at something challenge wise. Yes. You have to be able to contribute somehow. I can think of one multi winner who is just not good at challenges at all, but outside of that, um, there's no one else that I can, can think of who's been a great player and just poor at yeah. challenges all the time where they're getting to the end of the game and, and winning the game yet sure. they're they're not winning immunity at all um so you have to be good at something and the fact that we get that zach look just take a take a look at him he's not going to be the most physical guy and then struggles right away on the first puzzle that's that's yeah not and even struggling like even struggling is subjective but like are you able to really work and collaborate to be like all right like sure. what do you think like just just to yeah. pivot yourself to be like even if you're not great at puzzles either to still just work within that like of being good with that relationship of like making her like the lead you know okay like here here's another piece i don't know i agree with you he just didn't bring a lot but uh rock story was even the one that though he went to swathi and as they're sitting there said okay i want you to say a name and she's like i'm not sure he said no pick a name and then he said basically i don't want like this buzzing around or different talking again that would also really rub me the wrong way a player he's just like very much like black and white like okay you don't this is how you should do it and this is everyone should do it my way yeah uh i get what he's saying but this is survivor of course people are going to be buzzing around and talking to people he, he seems like a person that doesn't have room for changing his mind and so he and i think he even says that like like i, I don't need to talk anymore like i've i we're we're gonna vote on zach okay let's do it and then later on yeah mm-hmm. that's and that would i would find that very hard to play a game with someone like that who just like loyalty is one thing but just to never consider a different option just because you've made up your mind that's frustrating especially when you bring reasonable arguments and we'll see if that again comes out later on with him yeah if he is a kind of player that can shift based on like yeah a certain circumstance or if he yeah. really is just gonna be like nope i'm gonna dig my heels in every time yeah. that that you can't get far in survivor like that either but no. um yeah so zach and tori they're on the chopping block it, it's only get, them two. It yeah. never really goes against rocks, even though Drea and Tori had talked about it. It just never goes that way. Right. But Zach and Zach and Tori, yeah, are clearly it's between them going into tribal and 
Right. And Romeo, sorry, let me just say quick, Romeo was the yeah. one that challenged Drea, who wanted for a moment to get Roxroy out. Romeo mm. said, what are you talking about? Like, we just made an alliance of three. We talked about the three of us anyway, plus right. the, the strength piece. But so she, yeah, she comes back around. This right now. Yeah. Uh, so they head into tribal and Zach says Jeff's line. This is the first time that Jeff hasn't talked about fire is your life. Fire represents your life in this game. Once your fire is gone, so are you. Um, or however the line actually goes. I think it's pretty close to that. Um, and Zach is coming across as super fan here. Mm-hmm. That uh, He gets his moment. He gets his, that's it. He gets his moment. Um, sorry, I was just watching the Leafs lost. Out of date hockey news for those listening to the podcast on Friday morning, uh, the Leafs just lost. Um, uh, and Rox is talking about there's no rice like once you once he hit that, he goes, no, the show the show is real. It was kind of a weird line, but the the premise of it being that the game got real on us quick. The game, um, you're out here to play Survivor. It's changing. It's hard. It's tough. Yeah. There's not. You know, they don't make it. They don't make it easy on you. It's right, be, which is a common criticism of Survivor, right? Like, yes. oh, is it real? Is it scripted? Is it no. like it's not as hard as you think? I always it's love produced, hearing that. It's produced and it's filmed. And I'm sure there are, are moments where production not makes it easier, but steps in to do to do things around camp. But ultimately, the game is intense and it's hard and the emotions are real and the difficulties are there. Absolutely. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, it and, helps and to he get that point across. Yep. Um, and that's where Zach too says like, I think you said this earlier in the podcast, but how when you're watching there's like a minute and a half segment to do at the start mm-hmm. i think when they build the shelter but then you're there like okay like where's the montage yeah you did say that already and how yeah. like no one's building this for us we got to build our own shelter it's going to take a long time yep yep uh and then zach actually after that goes on to talk about everyone contributed to building the shelter and i just went that's easy to say if you're rocks that's easy to say everyone contributed building the shelter because you just kind of take it back from you, you don't want to say I took the lead and I led everything and we, and we got it built because I let it. You can just say, we all contributed. I'm really happy with how that went. But if you're the guy who it showed that maybe you didn't contribute as much to that portion of, uh, of the show so far, and there was obvious complaints about your participation in building that shelter. And to say that, I don't know. I felt like it fell on. It was just not a good read on the room. Uh, in in my opinion, and uh, it's easy to say if you're the leader, but it's not a great look if you weren't able uh, to help as much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It um, was not a long tribal, though. It was not. No, I mean a lot happened in this episode, and we obviously yeah, had the uh, the whole thing with Jackson leaving as well. But you get to the vote. Uh, Zach uses his shot in the dark, which is to be expected. It was the right uh, time to play it. Everyone it was, voted for him. It anyways, was. So, yeah. yeah. There's Drea very few get, times. But sorry, I was just going to say, Drea got her extra vote, by the way. she, she We That's see right. that she finds that out. But, yeah. But uh, I think it was... I, I haven't actually looked for the stats, but I think it was a 5-0 vote because Zach didn't vote. I believe everyone voted for Zach. It was. Remember, he said at the end in his testimonial, he's like, on the first ever like unanimous vote in history. He's like, that'll go down on my Survivor oh, Wiki, yeah. Wikipedia page. Interesting. He took his vote off the table, right? So yeah, um, unless someone, no, I don't think it happened in forty-one. That I know someone played their shot in the dark, but I don't think anyone got voted out 
Um, who Unanimously. was it? You you weren't you weren't a fan of her who who got voted out uh, after playing her shot. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking. I can't remember her name already. Oh man, wow, Sydney. that's bad. Sydney, Sydney, that's it. Sydney, yeah. she got she got voted out, but she wouldn't have been voted out if she hadn't have, if she hadn't have played her shot in the dark. It would have been a tied vote. Mm-hmm. So she definitely didn't get voted out unanimously, but whatever, it's the way it goes. Um, Zach is the first one voted out of Survivor. So after episode one, two people are out. Mm-hmm. Two, we're down to 16 left in the game. And uh, we're 42's off and running. I think this is going to be a really good cast. We talked a lot about last season, 41. They were all super fans. And um, just wanted to share about how Survivor plays a huge role in their life and and in some cases change their life this group they are fans and they are super fans but they feel a little bit more here to play than that group was and that group had some major players absolutely and as the game went on you saw that more and more but this group feels they, they they're 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 gamers they're they're ready to go um, it's been a good start. There's not really any obvious weak players. Um, Zach didn't have a great episode, so he didn't have a great start to the game and got voted out. But there's not any anyone who comes across and you go, oh, that person is is naive to how the game works or or isn't on it. I think everyone's in a really good spot. And I'm excited to unfold this season. We can unpack this season. We'll get some guests on as well to unpack the season. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Can I just say, I agree with all that you said there. And I think all the players also seem very relatable or very human in some way. I don't know. Like there are some seasons I watch and there's some players that seem so intimidating to me. I'm like, Oh, I couldn't be on there. I'd get destroyed, but oh, and I'm not, it's, I'm not discrediting them. I'm saying each of them just seem kind of normal. Like they're very, a normal group. And yet they're just very, they are there to play and they're just excited for the game. Uh, I, I would love yeah. to be on that beach with that group. And I would love to, well, I'm excited to see where the season unfolds i did want to ask you jordan before we finish up we're uh, this season we're trying to shorten the episodes a little bit each each yeah. uh, time but uh who is an early favorite from you based on episode one who do you think might win okay. or do well this season i think someone like um someone like drea i think is set up to do really well on that blue tribe um she seems likable she has the chance to be winning individual immunity when it comes around to that point. If she makes it past the merge, um, she has two advantages in her pocket already. Um, uh, so I think she's set up to do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also think someone like Jenny, I think would be really interesting. I don't know um, how her strategic game or how her personable, like how she relates to others will go in the the social game. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. But I, I enjoy that we have someone who's the super smart player back out there. And that's her, that's her thing. That's what she's going to be out there. Um, are people to, to look out for in this one. Um, and I think finally on the, the yellow tribe, it, it's all, it's all over the place. I think that Jonathan could be one of the best physical players, but the knock on physical players is they just get booted once they don't win individual yes. immunity. Yeah. And uh, if he can, if he can buck that trend, good for him. Um, but someone like, uh, I don't know from that yellow tribe yet. I'd love to say Marianne, but I, I, I don't think we know enough about that, about that group yet. Um, so you have to get back to me on the yellow tribe, but definitely I'm looking at someone like Drea and someone like Jenny as well. Absolutely. I'm going to go with, Hey, 
or high. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name Maybe, correctly. I think it's high, yeah. On Vati. Uh, and then I'm going to go. My second pick was also Marianne. Yeah, just fun, Canadian, I think. Just to Canadian, love to see the Canadian. repeat. It's a little ambitious, but there's like a, a little mini. And we'll we maybe we unpack this in a future episode. There's a little mini survivor at home connection as well with Marianne. It's it's slight, but oh, it is there with uh, with Bryson Dell. Okay, um, let's talk about that even next we will week. Talk if about we that remind even, me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can talk about that. I have to get more info out of that first. So when Bryson, when you listen to this podcast, shoot me a text and we'll talk about that even more. But I believe I believe that there is a mini connection there. Beautiful. Um, everyone at home, thank you for listening. This episode is sponsored by many uh, Advil and Tylenol, Cold and Silence. For me, the last week, as you can hear my voice, thanks for sticking with it. Also sponsored by London Steve. Uh, our generous corporate sponsor. And if ever you would love to buy Jordan and I a coffee or tea, uh, send us a few bucks uh, to help this show keep rolling uh, on these late nights. We'd love to uh, have that on your dollar. How do you say, I didn't say that very well at all, but um, no, we love the community, love the support, love uh, hearing how many people are tuning in and listening. Uh, Make sure to check out Katie's game. The notes are in our episode uh, show notes. The details are there to the website. And of course, survivoratHome.com for all the information on the podcast, upcoming events. Um, Excited to tell you more about that. Jordan, anything else uh, that you want to say as we close off episode one, Survivor 42? Episode one of Survivor 42. It's a great start. I'm so happy to have it back. I feel like it's been a longer time than usual. This season, I think, is starting later. I don't think Survivor usually starts as, uh, in mid-March. Wow, we're already in mid-March. How crazy is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it usually starts a little bit earlier than that in February or so. Uh, so this season's a little bit later. It's been a while without Survivor. And we are, we're off and running with this, this cast. It's a strong cast. I'm excited for it, just as you are, as Jeff Probst is, clearly, and everyone else's so welcome back to the podcast thank you very much and you can find us on social media find us on survivoratHome.com, and we look forward to chatting next week on survivor at home the podcast